My name is Creighton Moxie. I'm a 25-year-old entrepreneur, and I have a background in marketing, business consultancy, and business plan development. And today, what I want to do is, I want to bring someone on the show that will provide value and be able to not just empower people, but also be able to share practical ideas on how we achieve this level of empowerment. And the person with me I have on the show today is none other than Mr. Pedro Roll. And uh, Mr. Roll is a businessman that was born in Exoma. Exoma born and raised, the person in the soil. He obtained his bachelor's degree from Fisk University in economics and accounting. Mr. Roll would then return home to provide value to the public education system as a math and accounting teacher. He has managed, he has management level experience in real estate, import slash investment, and foreign exchange. And Mr. Roll has been the Chamber of Commerce president since 2012. And during these times, he's fought vigorously for the economic empowerment of Exumo. Mr. Roll's passions are enjoying nature, sports, and civic involvement. He is married to Dr. Cheryl Roll, and they have a son, Pete, and daughter, Maisha. Yes, I hope I pronounced that right. That's it? Yeah, so, okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. So, uh, Mr. Roll, we were talking a little bit, and you were starting to share with me about your educational experience, right? And before I jump into some of the main questions I wanted to ask you, I feel that it's very important for me to find out how was your experience at Fisk University in the 70s? Well, it was eye-opening. Consider this, right? So, um, I grew up in Exoma. Uh, in those days, uh, when you got to a certain age, you either went out to be a farmer and get some trade or whatever, because there was no high school here. That's before we had Ellen Copley High School. Yes, sir. So, um, I ended up going to Nassau to attend St. Vincent College to, to, to do my high school. So, with that background, I could consider this. And, and let me put a, a plug here in your aspect, because your foundation is so important to who you, who you what happens. Yes, sir. And so, I, I attended the Mount Thompson All Age School. Uh, did my BJCs there, whatever. And a testament to how good an educational system that we were uh, privy to without all of the access to modern stuff. I, like I passed all of my BJCs and, and I went to the St. Augustine's and on the basis of those qualifications, they determined what grade you went into, right? So like I graduated from St. Augustine's at 15 because, because uh, when I went to Nassau, they put me in, it used to be, uh, you too young to know this, right? they, they were not grades, they, they were like form one, form two, form three. I heard about it. So. Okay, right. So, uh, so now, uh, so form four would be like grade 10. I'm sorry, grade 11. So yeah, I, I only went there for two years uh, because they credited me with other, the other two years of high school. And I knew in many cases, I think it was a disservice. It would have been better for me had I gone. Yeah, so just for natural development and, and, and foundation. So yes. without all of that, I went there, and then after that, I went to Fisk. And Nashville is a place that's in the deep south. Yes, sir. Right? Yes. Uh, coming from the Bahamas, we were not mindful of prejudices and, and all those kind of things. Yes, sir. That was not something that we were exposed to. You know, I grew up in a black community. That you know, I grew up in a country that, for the most part, and you know, you know. We, we see black leadership and all those kinds of things. Yes, sir. Um, and so I was not exposed to to overt racism. Yes, sir. Right? And my first experience, you asked me how, how was the experience, right? But the first inclination of racism was when me and my friends from the Bahamas we went out to Pizza Hut, never forget it. And, and we ordered, and uh, and the people came all around us and they were eating and stuff and we weren't getting any food, any, any pizza. And it occurred to us probably an hour later that we were not getting any. 
So it was so these kinds of things opened your eyes to what was happening in the games world. Yeah, so, so it was a it was an eye opening experience. I, I, I culturally that is. It's 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 so crazy that you point that out, right? I didn't mention this to you prior. I went to a boarding school in Tennessee. In okay. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I went to the Macaulay School in Chattanooga, Tennessee, right? Uh -huh. But prior to going there, I went to uh, a school called Hamilton Heights. Mm -hmm. Got a basketball scholarship there. Ended right. up attending, right? Uh -huh. And like you're saying, right, we live in the Bahamas. We live in a nation full of black people, right? So we see black faces. We don't really experience overt racism. I would say that we experience racism in a lot of other ways. Certainly. Certainly economic and other factors of that sort. And we should talk about that. You yes, sir. Kind of thing. You know? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, and I feel like those are those are big things, but we never really experience it overtly per se. Right, like right. someone just coming to you and saying certain things. Right. And when I was at school in in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, we went up into the mountains, Saudi yeah. da Saudi Saudi Daisy Mountains and uh, Lookout Mountain. Right. You know Martin Luther King yeah, talked yes, about Lookout yes, Mountain yes. in his speech, yeah. right? Yeah. We went up there to play a basketball game, and <laughs> the whole student section they were just chatting, you know, n word, n word, yeah. n word, and. Yeah. No one was saying anything. The school principal was right there. He was Accepting pretty much that. just, that's just it. That's the way right. life is. Right. Right. So I think that really opened my eyes up a lot. And I think uh, it's good for every behemoth to get exposure and every person to get exposure to other cultures right. so that you kind of understand a lot of the things that are going on around you or usually kind of blind to it. Certainly. I mean, it's, and it's a part of your growth. Yes, sir. Right? Um, it's, it's a negative in terms of what have you, but it allows you to process so many of the other things that will come. In the cut that will enter your eye. Yes, sir. You know, so that was, uh, but but that experience though, being in the South and schooling in the South, that uh, allowed me to reflect on who we are as a people and not to take, especially the Bahamas, not to take the Bahamas for granted. And, and it said to me, as a black nation, man, it opened your eyes to the possibilities that we can form and create yes, a sir. That, that is intrinsically ours. Yes, with sir. our values that highlights that you know we are not some inferior being, and so that's why it's important for us to take ownership of our own country. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. And it starts at that, right? And so living in it, so we must take ownership of it. So, yes, sir. Right? Because that's how we take ownership of the Bahamas. I, I I think you're touching on some very powerful yeah. points right here. I just want to point out for people who may not know, Fisk University is actually. The oldest educational institution in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. It's a HBCU, so that's a historical black college and university. And I just want to point out that information. They're actually ranked the sixth top HBCU right now. And you know, you know, it's crazy, right? Going to even when I went to high school in the U.S., I didn't really know about the whole HBCU system or understand the college systems now, right? I ended up attending LSU, which is considered PWI public white institution. But I really wish that I attended a HBCU. I'm going to tell you this, I, I'm so, uh, initially, I know, because I have friends who went to other schools and what have you, uh, big, you know, the big name schools, I would not, have, I would not trade my experience being at an HBCU, uh, uh, I do not wish that I went to any other school, because while I was at this, um, uh, we did this, you know, we did, I'm not boasting, so every, uh, for two weeks, for the, Two years, you know, they have this award for the best economic students and what have you, right? And they, and they were trying to do is from all schools, they were trying to push um, minorities into uh, the economic, to be economic majors and to do PhDs in economics. Yes, yeah, sir. And that was a program for, Ameri for, for Americans. Uh, for, so for two years, they didn't realize I wasn't an American, yeah. so I got what I benefited from doing. Yes, yeah, sir. And in those two years, one year we went to, uh, we did an exchange, an old summer exchange program at 
at um, uh, one at Yale University, right? And this was a, a, a an eye-opening experience for me. Yes, sir. Right, and Northwestern in, in, in Chicago. So in both of these things, these are these huge white institutions with. I couldn't believe, first of all, the size of the institutions. Yes, sir. Right? <laughs> uh, and the facilities that they had. Uh, and when I compared their cafeteria and all that with us, it was like, we, no. And, but yet, I think the culture and the, and the foundation that I got at Fisk, I could not have gotten at those schools. Agreed, right? agreed. Right? And the care and attention, because it was with the same degree of particularity that my professors, they came and they would deal with me. I would have been not even a face in the crowd at Yale. Exactly. I would have been a number. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Not even a face. Yes, sir. So uh, I could get uh, better attention to uh, to the challenges that I was facing, being because I was at Fisk University. Yes, sir. So my advice is to our black, to our Bahamians, if you get an opportunity, if you have a choice, yes, sir. Right? Um, don't be deceived by the name eh, of the school. Uh, my support of HBCU, I think that you want to get, you want to grab. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love that. I yeah. love that. If I could do it all over again, even yeah. if I decide, I mean, I'm always continuing my education because right. I'm trying to learn. I read a lot of books, right? But even if I could go back, I want to go to HBCU. Right. right. Yeah. No, I, I think it's worth it. At the end of the day, I think you would feel rewarded yeah, sir. for the experience. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Yeah, sir. I love that. I love that. I love that. Uh, so, Mr. Rule, you kind of touched on one of the questions I was about to ask you, too. I was going to ask, what made you this? decide to become an economics and accounting major. Was it that program or what made you decide to? Now, and this goes back to foundation again. This is at the Von Thompson all-age school. I had a teacher and, 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 and it's amazing how teachers kind of shape your, your worldview. For sure. Uh, even of the things you don't even understand. Yes, sir. So back in those days now, the 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 choices that you have in terms of well, what you wanted to be in life. What all that today you can be I mean <laughs> the, the, the the avenues are endless. Yes sir. Yes sir. You know? Um, so you you're either gonna be something like a police or a teacher, an accountant, a lawyer, eh? And if you're lucky, a doctor, those kind of stuff. Yes sir. We lacked uh, on the island uh, the sciences. So we didn't have science teachers. So I never did um, Physics and chemistry, chemistry. in a job. Yes, sir. And that's why when I went to, to high school in Nassau, and because I was in, in my last two years, it was too late for me now to, I could not keep up. So I, I ended up in the business stream. Yes, sir. Perfect. Right. So, uh, but my teacher always said to me, You're going to be an accountant. I didn't know what all that entail, right? But because I had, I think, an aptitude for numbers, you yes, see, sir. so they think, like, oh, because math, and you're going to be an accountant. Yes, sir. And so I ended up in that stream, I think, um, I was convinced of it. I had the confidence to do it because yes, I was good at it. And then your natural abilities aligned. Right, right. And so when I ran off the fist, uh, that's, I had to, for me, it was natural for me to be in the business field and not the science field because I didn't have the real foundation. Yes, sir. Right? Uh, which was fine. Uh, because I think I, I did well. I would say I would say you did yeah. very well, and I think it's crazy that a lot of the, a lot of our successful business people that I noticed in the Bahamas they uh -huh. studied similar things, yeah. and it's just so amazing to me that during the time periods we look back at, you know, people were thinking study these things right. economics like. Right. Economics people still do very good in life, and yeah, once you, yeah. I feel like once you understand economics, you kind of understand how the world operates. You can yeah. that translates to business. Right, right. 
but because it's 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 a field that I <laughs> I think it's uh, when I went to his uh, uh, economics class, uh, I think we may have had about thirty people in our in our class who started up, but. Only ten of us graduated. Yes, because they all changed like business administration. Yes, right? which was a more generalized, field, exactly less complicated and, 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 and less analytical. Yes, sir. But I loved it. You know, I mean, I, I, I tell the story one time. I don't. I was doing all these. I, I had this math teacher who did do say the math, and then it hit me that my three years in, I'm doing all these advanced calculus and stuff. And it's hard stuff. And, and I look around one day, and the only people in the class are people who are math, who are majoring in mathematics, yeah, sir. or who want to be like uh, some go into this this uh, instead of spaceship, right? Yeah, sir. Hey, I said, man, this is killing me. So I, I, I after that, after my last, I didn't know about because it wasn't required. It yeah, was sir. just I don't. Know, I was just doing it. I think because the t the professor continued to, to like say, come and do, you know, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. But. Hey, but but economics, I think, challenges you. For sure. Right? I would say that. <laughs> it, 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 it does. And I think it's exciting. And once you complete it, man, you feel good. Yes, yeah, sir. Right? Yes, yeah, sir. And it, it gives you the ability to analyze, I think, certain places, even though, uh, generally speaking, you know, the macroeconomics have to deal with the economy and all that. Yes, yeah, sir. But even on a personal level, right, the microeconomic principles still, still apply. apply. Yes, yeah, sir. You see? So, you know, you, you apply them and... and and I think it assists you in making good basic decisions, even as an entrepreneur. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so basic things like supply and demand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like and all these things you're able to understand, like why rent is the price it is, right, all kind right, of stuff. Right. And and then it also like there there are opportunities that come or there people come to you sometimes with opportunities and say they'll invest into this right. And then analytically you look a look, you take a look at it and says, Okay, this is the market environment. And you know almost intuitively that won't work. Yes, yeah, sir. But other, but the other person that they say, "Wow, this is a good idea. I like this," so it, and it may be a good idea, but a a good idea for you. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, and, exactly. And, and, and that's what business is, right? Uh, ensuring that it is something that would work where you are. Exactly, right? exactly. It, it may be a good idea for Nassau, you know, that that's got uh, two hundred thousand people yes, or, or something. And that critical mass is supply. Right, right. And and that's the only thing that allows it to succeed. But in an economy such as ours, we need to be. You need to understand what works for us. Yes, yeah, sir. Right. I think that's a very uh, important statement yeah. you made just now. Yeah. What works for what us? Works what can we produce economic value from? What are the spin-offs from that? Like, right. very, very, very important. Very important. So, Mr. Roll, I just want you to share for people who may not know what is the role of the Exoma Chamber of Commerce. And I can give you the uh, the answer that I suppose if you went on the. Chambers website, you'd see all these yeah, things. So I want right? to but, but, but again, see, when the chamber, uh, that's why the chamber, I think, experienced challenges in the past because we, have, we are a part of what we call the Bahamas Chamber of Commerce and, and, and they have the spiritual mass in that, so they can do all these things and they can charge these fees and all that. We were doing that, and, and it discourages people because now people locally get the impression that the Chamber of Commerce is for. The bigger businesses, yes. right? Like, oh, you know, Sandals may benefit from it, or or even Grand Isle may benefit from it. But if you are um, the mom and pop shop in Steventon, like, why would you want to be a part? Yes, sir. But the reality is, the Exuma Chamber of Commerce, eh, its objective and its purpose is to take the small, the because we, we are an economy of small businesses. Yes, sir. Right. So there's no sense in having uh, a chamber 
for two or three companies. Doesn't make so, sense. So the, the, the idea is how do we take all of these small businesses now, bring them together so that they can have one big voice. So the, the, the chamber, the, the, the role of the chamber is to collect all of the voices, right? The, yes. the, the business voices of the island. Yes. Sir. Bring them together. So now when we speak, we speak as a big voice. Yes. Sir. So now together we are as big as super value. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, so sir. when we bring our voice to the table, we can say, listen, man, this is the voice of Exoma. This ain't the voice of, of Exoma market. Right? Or something. This is the voice of Exoma. Yes. So sir. this is how we feel. This is what we think is best for us. Um, and, and when we have these challenges, and I'll tell you, um, people don't know the, I think, the representation or the input or the influence that something that the chamber has. Because now what happens is when government makes decisions, uh, we now, we join our voice with the, with the voice in Nassau and, and, and we have these collective things. And I have seen, I mean, empirically, uh, government, they changed their position on things simply because the chamber brought up, let me give you an example, right? Um, when the Christie administration um, were introducing back into the back to the Bahamas, people don't know that the Christian they have already agreed what the parliament voted in it, everything that back was going to be 15%. Wow. I mean, 100% agreed. Yes, sir. The chamber, the Bahamas chamber, right, we got together and we, we, we got in professional people from all Australia and Australia who had gone through it. Yes, sir. And it cost the, the chamber $400,000, of which the government did not put in a single dime. $400,000 to put together a, a, a study okay, with data showing the implication on the overall economy. What would happen if that is at 15%, as opposed to what would happen if that is at half of that 7.5%. Yes, and so even though the government is being seduced by thinking that they're going to get all of this revenue, uh, the, the chamber was able to bring in studies to show that the increase in VAT would, would reduce productivity. Yes, sir. And so your taxes would go down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, at, but at this level, eh, now you are achieving what you want to, what you want to achieve. Yes, right? sir. So I'm, I'm saying that to say that uh, the, the chamber, no more, there's no public vote on it, but the administration accepted the report and they agreed to have the vote at 7.5%. That's powerful. That's and, powerful. And that's the, I'm saying that to say that's the voice of the collective you know, yes, sir. business community. Yes, sir. And I, th I think a lot of the stuff you said made sense too. Like, you know, one of the basic economic principles, you know, if you have a free market, you'll have more trade, so it produces more, stuff like that. That VAT actually became a barrier based on the percentage they put it at. So it had to be adjusted. Right. And I, I also would ask, were you reimbursed for that? The chamber? Was the chamber? Not a guy. No? But, but that should be the, the job of the government, sir. Yes, that. but the government's position was, hey, we have made a decision. Yes, <laughs> Prove to us that our decision is wrong. Yes, sir. And, and, and the... the don't now. It's not some altruistic thing where the where the chamber says we're going to do this just because we love the Bahamas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, let's bear in mind that the business community that put up the money for that study, uh, they benefited greatly by by not having to pay out of this. Yes, sir. For sure. For sure. For sure. So they got the money back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I mean, just just to put okay. It right so that, that that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. That. Uh, so, Mister Rule, I want to jump uh, into another segment right now, right? So, what I want to talk about is. Now, me coming here, right, I'm not originally from Exoma, but I've been to Exoma about 
five times. This is my oh. fifth time. And after the first time, I was trying to find a way to move out. Oh. And Mr. Rule, I'll break it down to you. I saw so much economic potential in Exoma, and I just felt that there are so much opportunities to tap into once you had the mind to be able to figure out certain things. So I want to ask you, right, what are some things you feel are needed for Exoma to be able to realize its full economic potential? Because I've read a lot of your articles, and you pointed out a, 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 a plethora of things, right? Uh, but one of the things you talked about is that it's always this consistent theme that Exoma is on the verge, Exoma is about to do this, but then what is needed to take Exoma over to its, and reach its full potential? Well, a, a couple of things, and, and I, I get criticized for, uh, I guess, being repetitive, you know, okay, you know, some folks say I'm singing the same song, but just a different stanza, and it's true. Yes, sir. Right, because uh, the thing that's important to move us hasn't changed. Yes, sir. So, so, I mean, if it hasn't changed, why move from, you know, if this is, like, like if you if you need air to breathe, then we preach, we have need air to breathe yeah, until, so. until they, we don't need air to breathe. Exactly, right? and, that's, and that's the facts. That, 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 that's so the you fact, would right? repeat the facts. So, so, my, so my thing is, I mean, see, we are not going to, to I think, Exnova is not going to advance to the next, to, the, to reach its potential. Yes, sir. Um, see, I'm a chamber president, and, and we have like what we call the family island chambers of commerce, right? Yes, sir. Um, and Exuma, people in the other islands, for some reason, they think that we are, uh, like, along with, I think, uh, that we are accepted, that we are bombing and all that. Yes, yeah, sir. I'm sitting in Exuma and I'm saying, we are not bombing. Yes, yeah, sir. Right? Uh, in relative terms, okay, we may be doing better than Cat Island or Long Island, and Long Island has always complained of the chamber that Exuma seems to be getting the, the best of everything. As a matter of fact, at our last meeting, the Long Island Chamber President said, well, Exuma's getting an airport. If they could take Exuma's airport and take it to Long Island, they'd be very happy. They'd determine <laughs> but, everything. But, but, but from a logical sense, the airport makes more sense in Exuma. And we tell them that. Yes, and, and, and so we need to be uh, reasonable, too, in terms of the expectations and, and, the, and the ability of the government to do certain things. And so uh, my thing is, Exuma should be the hub. Yes, sir. Right? Definitely. And, and we should have what I call, you know, commuter airlines approved from Exuma to Long Island, right? And so it does not happen Long Island's... Uh, I, mean, I, I fly to the States. Uh, my, you went to school in Chattanooga. My daughter was uh, in, went to school in Chattanooga, uh, 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 you know, as an Adventist college called um, uh, Southern, Southern University, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So, and when we fly there, you know what we did? We flew to Atlanta, and we took a commuter airline from Atlanta to Chattanooga. Yes, yeah, sir. That's what I right? did on my first trip right? to. Or, or to Huntsville. Yeah, but, but, but the reality is, hey, there's no reason to put another Atlanta airport in Chattanooga. No, sir. For, to what end? It's too expensive. So the cost, it just the, the, without any airlines or anything, just to put an international airport in an area. Look at what you're going to have to do. Now you've got customs offices there, immigration offices there, and all this kind of stuff, right? For what? For maybe 20 people a week? Yes, sir. It doesn't make sense. Illogical. Right. Illogical. So. In for, in order, but for, in order for Exuma to, to, to really reach its potential, there are some infrastructural things that needs to happen, right? And, and I believe that even before a dime is spent, Exumians need to be mindful of how blessed we are and what we have in Exuma. You yes. say you came to Exuma and, and, you, and you fell in love with it? I mean, I, I, am, I call this paradise because I think the potential in Exuma, like I don't want to live anywhere. 
Yeah, so I don't want to live in Nassau. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I, have, I have no desire to want to live in yeah, Nassau. So. And the reason I don't want to do it is because I think that um, the Nassau is becoming increasingly saturated as a as a uh, in terms of entrepreneurial opportunities. Yeah, so in order for the Bahamas to really reach its potential, a Joma and a Lutheran and Abaco is going to have to do it. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. I mean, that's where the potential for for maximum growth comes from in these islands. Yes, yeah, sir. All right. So, um, so invest there uh, in the emerging economies. You learn that school, right? You must go where the emerging. Don't, that's don't, the greatest potential. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't go in, in, in declining economies. That's like that's like wanting to invest. If you have money to invest, uh, not being disrespectful, um, I don't want to invest. In the black belt areas, I don't want to invest in Bain Town. Yes, yeah, if I want greatest return, if I invest in Bain Town, it's going to be for social reasons, yes, not for not for economic reasons. Exactly. So, if you are a young person who, who are interested in economic uh, progression, then Exuma is a place that's an emerging economy, right? So, yes, yeah, it there, uh, it'll come. And this very will occur. Uh, and so, as a as a, as a people, we need then to look at the opportunities. Like we have to study. Okay, they're bringing, they're expanding the airports and all those. Along with that, that'll come on other opportunities. But what? So what? Our mindset first must be before they fix the road, before they put in the phone, before they do all these things. How do I position myself then to take advantage of the things that will come? Yes, yeah, sir. What are the things that interest me? Right. Uh, what am I good at? And if I'm a young engineer, that's what I'm going to do. Yes, yeah, sir. Right? Because I know that in a year or two, I, I can be positioned out there. Advantage of it, right? So now more airlines will come, more business will come. Hey, 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 maybe there's a piece of property on the airport road there that uh, people in Nassau bought 20 years ago. Maybe I could make an offer and, and invest in that. I don't okay. see it right now, right? But you you will know that on the way to the airport, you can't lose. Yes, sir. Not right? at all. Not I, I don't see how you're going to lose because they will increasingly become um, commercial things. It's good to be near the airport. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Uh, hey, you can't. You may not be able to afford a thing in the airport terminal because only so many people can do it. But then you get the next best thing. Exactly. So you get the spin-offs, right? Exactly. So I, I think we need to uh, young people in so need to take advantage of business people, I should say, take advantage of the potential that exists. Not hey, hey, and we make money potential, you know. Yes, yeah, sir. If we wait until it becomes reality, then it becomes expensive on an only risk taken back. So exactly. it's the potential. So that's why I'm saying go to the emerging, right? Look at the see the potential, and that's where you go. Exactly. Mr. Rowe, I think that's a great business pr uh, principle you just pointed out just now, right? Yeah, yeah. Because even if you look at companies, right, startups, yeah. for example, Facebook, right? Yeah. The person who invested in Facebook when it was initially started, they yeah. made way more money than someone who's investing right now because yeah. they got in yeah. early yeah. when yeah. it was emerging. And that's and yeah. that's when you that's when you win, when you get in early. And yeah. that's that's pretty much in, in every day. Right. You wanna get great in, like investment principle I've heard about. You wanna buy low and, and sell high. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how the rich became rich. Exactly. Right? And the poor stayed poor because they buy high, right? <laughs> and then had to sell low. Exactly. They sell it low when they're in a, when right, they're in a tricky right. position. And, and I just want to, I know you're in the real estate industry, right? So every time you hear about creating wealth, you hear about real estate, right? right? And I just want you to give people some insight into the value of real estate, right? Because you talked about, say, for example, purchasing land close to the airport, right? right. People don't realize that. On average, say you have a, a residential property or like a, a, a rental property or rental, right? On average, 
and I know this is in the U.S. Yeah. That appreciates by about three percent every year, yeah, just right. naturally, right? Yeah. So, you talk about opportunities like that, tackling something such as real estate that not only holds its value but appreciates yeah. over time, right? Can you just give give us a little insight into the value of real estate, but also why you decided to get into the real estate industry? Well, I'll tell you, as as a from an entrepreneurial point of view, I always before I became involved, engaged in the real estate industry. Yes, sir. My uh, respect for uh, what real estate does was always great because um, if I have wealth, it is because I invested in real estate. I mean, I'm just straight up. I, I was on a, uh, a Zoom call last week with uh, these uh, five young persons, like your age, for instance. Right? Yes, sir. And, and they were just asking me, this, we just, they're just brainstorming about this. And my advice to them was, uh, get in real estate, right? And I said to them, uh, and take the opportunity to get out of Nassau and get in real estate in the family islands. Yes, sir. Right? And, and this, I'm telling you, um, I'm not saying it's everything that you do will appreciate, uh, as, you know, but I'm saying, I think that uh, statistically you'll find out that uh, it's a better investment, it's not a gamble, Right. And worst case scenario, you probably may break even if you make a bad day. Yes, but you can get into other investments and lose everything. And, and, and worst case scenario, you have land or you have the building that's the, the, the day over know. time. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. So, and especially if you learn the principles of cash. Uh, yeah. So in a zoom now, um, I think where we have made where we have made our mistakes in the past is that we had no respect for real estate and what it does. Yes, sir. Right. right. We will put money and we will get this little business or that little business and that shop or that shop, right? Man, well, listen to me. If you go if you go into retail, uh, do you know how much work that is to make a living doing a retail thing? And I'm not saying we are the retail is important. Yes, sir. We need a supermarket. Yes, we need spinnies. Yes, I mean, yes, we do. And we need the community uh, shops. But if I'm a young person, that's not where I'm putting my money. I'm going to go and look at the opportunities. People have come to Exuma, foreigners have come to Exuma, right? Uh, they've seen the beauty and the potential. And the first thing they did was that they bought up all of the prime real estate yes, on sir. the beach, on the hill, and what have you. They purchased them, right? And at the time, the, look, the people who owned it, they thought they would, oh, I made a killing on that, right? They should have held on. Short term thinking. Right? So now, um, so those persons bought, right, when Exuma was emerging, they owned these properties. Right? Um, um, my brother bought a property for $30,000, I think, 20 years ago. Yes, sir. Um, a year ago, he was offered 300000 for it, and he refused to sell. Yes, sir. You understand me? And now, not every property would appreciate that way. But in principle, though, it will. Yes, sir. Right? Maybe that was rapidly. Yes, sir. But if you make the sacrifice and buy, uh, even if the property, you may say, man, this is an expensive property, right? it may take me 10 years to pay for this. Yes, sir. Uh, the appreciation of the property, I think, will grow much more quickly than the rate of interest that you're paying to pay for that. Exactly. And so that's how you know at the end of the day, will I be ahead? Right? So, man, and I, I'm in real estate in Exoma, and I, I try hard uh, when good properties have come out. I'm trying to say to Bahamians, buy it. Buy it. Yeah, so. Because we, want, we need to own our own land. Right? 
See, if foreigners own all of the Bahamas, that means really we only say we own it, but they have the papers to it. Exactly. And the one that's got the papers to it is the owner. Yeah, so sir. Hey, that means you're going to be renting from foreigners. Exactly. And that's the case in a, in a, in a lot of these situations. Of We've sold our land and now we're, we're, we're renting from the people who we sold it to yes. when we already have these assets. And we have the assets. And, and you know what's crazy, right? When you look at land and nations throughout the world, right? The one way they've enriched their people historically is by providing them with free land. Yes. Now, you know, for, for example, the United States, we were talking about it uh, just because, you know, you studied over there, I studied over there, right? If you look at when they started giving away land in the West, now I know they barred black Americans from being able to get land and other races, right? But that's what really enriched a lot of the people. They were able to go there, get land, and be able to cultivate that land and produce. At the end of the day, right, common sense should tell you if the population of the world is increasing continually, right? And you only have a finite amount of land. Yeah. That means that the land has to go up and buy. Just, just as a, as, just, a, as, a just, as a basic principle, yeah, 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 if yeah, you want to think about it, right? Logically, yeah, yeah. yes, sir. So, so, so that should tell you a lot, right? And then when you even do every study where they talk about, because they talk about the wealth gap between different races, right? Yeah. The one reason they pointed out that white Americans, not uh, on average, have more wealth than a black American is because they own their homes at greater estate, rates. Real estate investment is what. Established them, okay? and at the end of the day, I know that there are schools of thought that says owning a home is not an investment, that owning a home is an expense. But the reality is, though, if you own the home, the home appreciates if you have equity in the home. Exactly, you, you, you can, can leverage that equity and leverage it to do some other things. Yes, sir. If you don't have the home, you have equity in nothing because. When you pay rent, you're not start, you're not building up equity. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, so logically, I'm if given the choice, I'm going to say to my son, buy the home. Yes, sir. Right. Um, in 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 places like Jonesville, uh, I'll tell you, a, a, a big mistake that a lot of our people have made. Okay, so you're not from here. We have Exuma. It has, uh, a, I mean, a significant amount of either. Um, uh, Commonage land or land that's owned like um, generation properties and yes, those sir. kinds of things. So I think we have, a lot of our people have fooled them ourselves into saying, okay, I grew up in the settlement. I grew up in, let's say, in, in, in Stevenson, for instance. Yes, sir. I will live on, in no commonest land. I want my own land, right? Yes, sir. Which is fine. But, but the wise thing should have, should have done is this. Build your own homestead in the colonies. The land that you buy outside shouldn't be the place that you buy to live in. It should be that should be your investment. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It becomes your retirement home. It becomes the, the thing for your children's education. Whatever it is, right? So instead of now leaving a free land that you have and buying a land where you have this long term money and you're living in it, because now when you're living in it, you're not getting any return for okay, it. Sir, any, not at any all. income. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, it, it, it may have appreciation in assets. But you don't get the cash flow that you could have got from it. And, and to move from here to there, you need cash flow. Yes, yeah, sir. Right? So, like, I was born in Mount Thompson. Right? And I know a lot of our people moved out of Mount Thompson and they bought in Bahamas South and these things and they built their homes, which is commendable. Yes, yeah, sir. Right? But my advice to them would have been. First, build your home in the commonage. Yes, sir. Buy your land 
And when you build, make that an investment property, because now it funds your life, your, your, your whole thing. And just look at the landscape of Exuma right now. You have people who are generating a lot of money off of having Airbnb, Airbnb yeah. units, right? And it's, and it's crazy because now that's putting the, the power in more the hands of the people who actually own assets now. You pointed out a key thing. A lot of people have, have, haven't followed your foot, uh, the plan yeah. you've laid out and own their land and develop their property. So now you have a lot of foreigners or second owners who might be renting out theirs and generating a lot of money from it. But I'm in this business. I can I can tell you, and it dis it, it discourages me because I think that it's also a function of government poor poor policy. Yes, sir. Right. Um, I think in the, in the family islands, um, Airbnb and those kind of rental units should be the exclusive domains of locals. Agreed. They should not be competing with me. Agreed. Right. And for a number of reasons. So now what they do is. They come to a place like here, and they get concessions. You know, they get tax concessions. Yeah, you can bring in. They can bring in their, their stuff duty free and wow. all those kind of stuff, right? Wow. So, so now they're coming in. They're taking. They're getting the advantage of uh, uh, tax breaks in Azuma. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, they can buy their stuff, put it in a container, and ship it here duty free. I don't have that kind of income to do that. Exactly. So what do I have to do? I got to go to Davos. I got, yes, I mean. Exactly. And I'm paying Davos price. Yes, sir. Yes, so sir. so well, well, the first thing is they're bringing, they're getting materials cheaper. So uh, I'm already disadvantaged. Uh, the second thing is, even if they wanted to get funding for it, uh, the cost of money in the United States is much, Way much cheaper. cheaper than the cost of money. For me to get a mortgage at, 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 at RBC, I mean, it's three, four times what I can get yes, if, 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 if I went to City Bank. I mean, not, 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 when, when they go to City Bank. Yes, so, so all around, I'm being disadvantaged. And they come in, so now they can, um, they can build a house for, for, I don't know, probably, I don't know, I, I'm about to say half of what I can build it for, but even, even if it's not half, yes, much cheaper than I can build it for. I, I think that's ridiculous, right? Because we, we, we are sometimes freeing things as if they're advantageous to the people, the local people, right? But it's like people miss critical steps in thinking of just like the barriers to entry, or like you said, having yeah. a certain amount of money to even be able to do these things, yeah. or other people are incentivized more. It's, right. it's, 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 it's really ridiculous. Right, 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 yeah. So, so, but anyway, so those things are in place. And I, and I think so for example, to move though from where we are. So I think we need to, uh, and I'm not even, I've not even touched on the on the infrastructural issues. Yes, I'm just taking the whole mindset and policy issues that needs to be addressed yes, sir. in order for us to move. And, 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 and I touched on a number of my, I think, presentations as well. Why these things aren't happening is because uh, we as leaders continue to have a, a slave owner's mentality, right? For sure. uh, where we've taken uh, the whole British system and they sent in their governors, right? And the whole British system was designed to exploit the local That's economy. It, it was it. it was never designed to grow the local economy. I want you to understand that. Exactly. So Britain, they, they started they stood in London and, and, and all that. They had their governors here to collect the revenues and the and, and the profits, right? Yes, and what was what did they do with those things? They, they, ex they, they went back to London. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. And they paid themselves, paid the government, paid salary, paid lifestyle. Who paid for it? We paid for yes, it. Yes, sir. So now, as as, a, as black people, we take over our own country. Yes, sir. But we didn't change the management structure. We Which is illogical. We didn't change anything. So all we're doing now is we, we're taking, uh, we're replacing the black, the white man with the black man. 
and the resources. So that's why Exoma isn't growing yeah, so as it should, because now it's not getting the resources. Right, the resources that are being generated in Exoma are being uh, repatriated to Nassau. Yeah, so the kingdom. So instead, so instead of getting to London, they're getting to Nassau. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, so it's still not benefiting Exoma as it should. I agree. I agree completely on that. What, what, and, what? And, and, and it's, it's, it's so crazy you touch on that, right? Because I read a, a book, Wealth of Nations. Like, I was trying to learn some economics like yeah, yourself. Yeah, so, yeah. so I read Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith. You know, he's one of the founding fathers of the US on that, right? And he actually talked about it, how, like what you're talking about, how the system exploited so much. It was designed where the Americans, I mean, through slave labor, and of, of course, right, they were producing right. a lot of their revenue uh, through agriculture, right. which is something we have to definitely right. tap into. I mean, it can be coupled with other things, but they were producing a lot of their revenue through agriculture, right? But what they noticed is that they were sending out so much to the British, but they weren't. The British weren't providing this value to them right. to even incentivize right. them getting it. Right. So I think that's very important. Uh, I read one article. I want to get the number right. I think you said Exoma produces about eighty million dollars uh, in revenue that year. Yeah, more cents. And to be fair to that number, I I I I. I gave that number because in the audience was a government official who, who was refusing to give us the exact number. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I was being mischievous yes, I, and, and, and I wanted them to come back and say that I was wrong. The number is, isn't 80. Yes, okay, I mean, okay, great, great, so great. So the, the number isn't exact. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. But, but, the, but, it, but right. the principle of what you're right. saying is exact. Yes. You're trying to say that. Why would we have someone produce and not be rewarded for what they produce? Right. That's 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 a really how the world should function. You should be yes. rewarded based on your gifts and your value and what you give to the right. world. You give right. value to other people, yeah. so you should receive that back, you know, yeah. in a in a certain way. And Exome isn't getting this fair share. And even from a government perspective, I, I, and from, and I because I tend to think business wise. But think about this, for instance, if I have a business, right, and if I have um, let's say three or four revenue streams in that business. Yes, sir. The revenue stream that is generating the most is where I'm going to put most of the activity. Of course. That's, that's, that's making me the most that money. It's the most logical. Right. Yeah, you understand me? So if I got a store eh, and it's selling a whole, eh, and I'm making a bundle of money from selling grape juice, <laughs> I'm going to invest more in grape juice. Yeah, easily. Right? Eh, eh, either more varied, more whatever, I'm bringing it in, so I can make it, because I'm going to get more money from grape juice. Exactly. So it doesn't make sense to say, uh, I'm going to put the same amount of money in grape juice uh, as opposed to putting the same amount of money in something like, uh, I don't know, uh, orange juice. <laughs> so, if orange juice ain't selling. Ain't selling. It doesn't make sense. So, when I, so when you take a look at it, so, so when the government says that we have other islands to consider, it doesn't make sense to say I'm, going to, I'm not going to treat Exuma differently than Acklins. Yes, sir. Because Exuma is bringing more revenue in so that, I could, so that Acklins can be supported. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's the way it works, you know. Exactly. Uh, Acklands, and I don't like Acklands, must be in a health food store, put little things to the counter there, uh, not necessarily to make money, mm -hmm. but to generate uh, either people walking in or whatever it is. Uh, some things are just cost leaders. You bring them in, just, you don't want to make money off it, you know? Yeah, so you just have it there. It's just convenience, just the art and experience. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, so now you put money in Acklands, and, and you find out what are the things that, let's say, Acklands can, can do, right? Uh, they're going to have a select group of people who want to go there. Mm -hmm. People who only want to do, I'm just saying, bird watching or something. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right? That's not a big market, but it may be a critical market. Yes, sir. Uh, and we can still make it so that Auckland's benefit. But if Exuma goes down, like when you drive, for me to get here today, right, I have to do road gymnastics for road <laughs> yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, I mean, I pass a hole just now, I come from Gosa. In the night, 
if I drop in that pool, that's I mean I don't know what happens. Over, over. Right. I said entire business was physically plenty money over there. So, so, so what should happen is, uh, in principle, right? Even if we bring in fifty million, uh, I'm saying that if we are incentivized uh, to have uh, a certain portion of that fifty million reinvested in it, Zohar. Yes, sir. When the decisions are made, like NASA shouldn't make the decision to fix the road. Not at all. Could, could you imagine this? If the decision to fix the road was local, and we have the resources, do you think that road would look like that? Not at all. It wouldn't. Not at all, because people would have more passion and care about what they're doing more, right. because they're incentivized to fix right. it faster, because right. they benefit from that. It's increased quality of life for everyone. Right. And it's, and a direct, it's a direct benefit. Exactly. And that money is also here, yeah. and it can circulate between the people yes. there. There ain't no benefit to 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 the to the to to, to, to Ministry of Works in NASA. They don't join this road. Not at all. Right? So I'm saying, put the resources here and put the decision making here. Right? So then we and so we know how to create, and I said this I think comments as well. So we know what is priority. So now a person comes in, they give someone the contract to do the road and so on. And they they are telling the person where to fix. Right? Yes, sir. Go from Georgetown to the airport, from the airport to Sanders, right? right? Um, and so what they will do now is, without consideration for anything else, they're just going to do over. The roads that are good, they're just going to smooth over. Yes, right? The road that's bad, they're smooth over. But I believe that if we made that decision here, right, we would maintain our road, and then we would expand. We'd say, you know what, man, we got $10 million in the over. No, we're going to fix the boulevard, or we're going to fix this road, yes, we, and we're going to go into areas, and every year now, Real aspire so we have more good roads. Yes, sir. Right? So when I made a complaint to the Ministry of Works and saying to them, hey, the boulevard, we have exomians living on the boulevard. It is not it is not a private subdivision. I don't care what your books say. Yes, sir. Your books are saying, well, that's a private subdivision. It's not private because the subdivision that the, the, the developers that did the subdivision, all in all, you allow them to sell all the properties, hey, not put in the infrastructure. And you allow them to leave and there's no bond. So now it, it is the local people that are suffering. Exactly, exactly. Because you made the mistake, you need to take ownership of the road. That's that's exactly how it should work. I, I actually stay to I actually stay to that area right now. And it's crazy that people actually drive through those roads like it's a normal thing. And I'm like, this is this is they have no choice, but it is wrong. Right? Yes, I think it's a dereliction of government duty. Because these are people who pay taxes. Exactly. Right? They don't pay less taxes than anybody else. To drive on those roads, they gotta pay taxes, right? So the government should take the responsibility and take ownership of it. Yes, sir. But, I agree. But but if the decision was local, though, we would we would make that decision. I I, I think you're touching on a, a, a very key point, right? Uh, so many stuff in this country can really advance, but it has to be decentralized. We have to allow local decision makers to make the decision. Oftentimes, we have systems, right, where there are people making decisions and they don't have any understanding about the local environment they're making that decision in and, and, and it, it, it's something to me i know you're a man economics you're based on logic you're based yeah. on things that make sense right you're a business yeah. man right i analyze things and i'm like why do we keep doing the same thing over and over and over if it doesn't make sense and it doesn't create the best results and it doesn't have the most productive impact on the place we're trying to yeah. advance well and i can tell you why i mean if we go to that point and, yes, and, and fundamentally the reason is because we once we get in power, we are not motivated to change the archaic system that empowers. So we, we it's, it's almost as if we start back 
and we criticized them, but really in the back of our mind was, I will be like them. Yeah, I can't wait to get there so I can take advantage of that. I can do what they did. Yes, yeah, sir. As opposed to say, because to decentralize the system means now that if you, the minister, for instance, is like you is like you taking away some of your powers, right? And as a politician, it's a it's a I guess an empowering thing to be able to come to a children and say to you, hey, if you all are good children. I can give you all something. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's our money. You know? Yes, sir. I, it's our money. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I, I want to touch right on where you are right now, right? So, I, I just have a question, and it may just be something that's been in my head a little bit, right? But do you think certain actions by the government, per se, in Nassau are done to ensure that certain strength doesn't get to the family island so they build up their cells and have more say in the things that go on? I'm not just thinking that. I, 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 I know it's not a certainty. And as I said, we started competing with, with, the, with, the, with the cabinet minister and he, and he became, if, if it were possible for him to turn red, he would have turned red wow. with, with anger, right? But he was black, so you know, I couldn't see the redness. <laughs> but, but the reality is, yes, because if they do, now we are not beholden to them, right? And, 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 it cannot be used as some election ploy. I don't think for a moment that I'm talking about this government. Yes, sir, no, I'm, no, no, I'm no, not, no, I'm, I'm not either. I'm talking about in general. Because the system that is here now yes, is the same system that was the other PLP government. Exactly, right? exactly. So it didn't, the, the FNM government did not create this system. Exactly. And I think I think that's what people need to do uh, a yeah. lot more, you know. Stop trying to so much focus on the individuals. Focus on, I mean, the individuals play a part, right? But focus on the actual system and what results the system are producing. Because if you put this person in that in that in that same system and they're not trying to change that system right. to a better method right. of operation, right. you still get the same results. The same same, same results, same result. just but different places. But, but, but we are so inclined to think political uh, party. I made this that statement at the exhibition. I think it was last year, and the very next day, someone uh, came into my office and said to me, uh, "If I just how come I didn't say this when the PP was in power, right?" And so that's how silly we yes, are. And, and instead of analyzing the merits of what it is, yes, we're trying to consider, oh, oh, you're knocking. But like, listen to me, listen to me. If, if you are an FNM, yes, sir. And, and I say that what they're doing is not good for Exuma, it's not good for you. Exactly. That's my opinion on all of these situations, right? I'm like, why would you try to do something that doesn't benefit another part of the Bahamas if we're all in the Bahamas? We're all in the Bahamas, so everyone's uh, quality of life is going to be increased by you by you uh, doing things that benefit the Bahamas. So why don't we do it? It's it's such a it's such a backwards method of thinking, and I just really need us to evolve from it because it's getting it's boring for 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 me and a lot of other people. It's it's boring. Well, it's going to take I think people like you uh, to really, and, and I think with with succeeding uh, as we get. Uh, younger as a, as, a, as a nation, I think what's yes. going to happen is people are now going to to be more critical uh, in their thinking and say, uh, let's look at the the policy, let's look at its impact locally. Yes, sir. Uh, again, I'm a I'm, I'm big on local. Yes, sir. I, I uh, local governance. I I am going to preach that until I can't preach it anymore. Local governance, right? And the thing that came is someone said to me that that's a lot of money. Hey, that's what I do. Can you imagine, say, can you imagine putting $40 billion for these local people so they get tea? So I said, well, <laughs> I said, well, the, the central government, they, 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 have, they, they, they are controlling a lot more, right? So what happened? I mean, only local people's teeth? Right. I said, so I think it's insulting Very right? that you think that uh, local people will steal, but, 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 but central government wouldn't steal, right? So if we have faith in the people who are placed in, 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 in 
confidence in us. We should have the same faith and confidence locally. Definitely. And you know what makes it better? You know why there will be less graft? Because now we have local eyesight on it. Exactly, right? exactly. So who, who are the eyeballs in central government? Because when they spend it, you don't even know. You don't know. You don't know how. Uh, you see a, a, a generalized budget that's given without that any Nothing goes in depth. So, so, so you can and every money that we give goes into a central pot, which is as archaic as they can come. Exactly. In local government, we can determine and this is this is for capital development. Create a transparency. Okay. For this is for great road work. This is for this. This is for salaries. Exactly. So we know we can know that to the T. And if something goes wrong, you know who to find. We, 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 we know exactly. Right? So I think that this would make for a more efficient use right, of, of our of our revenue so than the system that we do. I agree. Uh, I just want to touch on something, right, because we're talking about things that need to be in place. We're talking about economic activities, right? And uh, I just want you to touch for a little bit on how do you feel COVID, this whole COVID-19 stuff has affected Exuma economically? And also, uh, based on how you feel, when do you think Exuma will get back to a sense of normalcy? You know, in the beginning, back in April, someone uh, from the Tribune asked me that, that question, and without at that time, we didn't know all that we knew then. Yes, uh, initially, when we had things like the lockdown, you know, you were sure, okay, in the next month, we're going to be locked down. This is going to be a rough month or two. Yes, sir. Right? Or yeah, that's what have you. Uh, since then, uh, so much has happened, and we know it's not so. But even then, uh, I think about a month later, I said to them, I really don't think that we are going to uh, even begin to improve until January. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, I was wrong even then. Yes, sir. <laughs> right? Yes, sir. So, so just go to show. So if you ask me, I'm saying that maybe in the summer of next year, yes, sir. we can, I guess, we'll have a better handle, handle on it and, 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 and we can understand the impact of the protocols and, and, and that took place. And I think we'll get accustomed to living a certain way. Yes, sir. Right? Not that COVID would have disappeared, but we would have learned how to do business in COVID. Exactly, exactly, right? as we should. Uh, right, right. And, and it really should have taken us this long. I think by now we should be better, we should have been, there should have been better protocols in place to manage not us staying home, but how do we operate our businesses in the midst of this and still be safe? Exactly. Uh, and having, having, having said that, I, I don't like to be negative <clears throat> because I think COVID has given us, and again, I'm Focusing on Exuma because this is my economy. This yes, is sir. Right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And that's what we want. Right. Right? We want the 98.3 right. FM to play right now. Yes, sir. But COVID has given Exuma, I think, some wonderful learning opportunities, right? Um, it has shown us that, you know, um, there we, we can change the way we do business and still make money. Yes, sir. Right? Um, we don't have to be so reliant on what I call. Um, Again, on, on last week with my, my group, there's a little investment group, I told them that if you want to go into an area of business, I think I, today, if I were to have to start over now, you know, I'm, I'm old now, so I, there's no starting over for me. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 that's all as you think. But I'd say to myself, I, what are the opportunities, that, what have we learned from this, that how we can do business uh, without certain standard overhead, for yes, instance, sir. right? Um, like if I were to start a radio station, for instance, today, yes, sir. I wouldn't invest in this building. Yes, sir. I think that I have learned that I can do this business without this infrastructure. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Um, 
Uh, I have managed businesses and they, and literally I built a huge office building in Nassau to do my business back in the day when yes. that's what worked. Right? And, and, the, and as what, a standard. What, what the, yeah, as a standard, right? Yeah, so you build the building, uh, if you have 15 or 20 employees, they all come to work, they come at the same time, and they work until at least 5 o'clock or yes, until whatever. Today, though, I think what has demonstrated, what's been demonstrated is that the the capital investment is not necessarily the way to go, uh, because that's a lot of investment. Yes, yeah, sir. Right? You have to ensure you get the benefit from that investment. Right, right. So now today, uh, if I had, like I have a, I, I, a building in, in Georgetown, for instance, I thought about this, and so, okay, so I just repurposed it. Right? Uh, if I have real estate, you know that if I, if you have five real estate agents, there is no benefit for those real estate agents to have to come into the office and all of them have an office and sit down. What's the point? No, right? Because business isn't done in the office. We are, we are not selling widgets. Exactly. So if we are selling uh, certain, if we are selling ideas, if we are selling visuals and all kinds of stuff, you could do that from anywhere. Yes, yeah, sir. Anywhere. Yeah, sir. And if they want to have a place to come, okay, then let's have a little conference room. Right? It's available to everybody. We just we just uh, have appointments that you can use it from this time. Yes, sir. Well, you're, you're so on point. You're so yeah. on point. And, and I think that a lot of people need to be able to evolve their thoughts more to yeah. actually advance in this in this world we have now. Yeah. But by you be having those thoughts right now, you'll be able to push what you're doing way forward, way, way further. Yes. Like we have so much ways of technology. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I, I do marketing work, right? right? So people don't realize like how you can really tap into the digital assets such as like social media and stuff right. like that right. and promote what you're doing, take right. some nice pictures. You don't right. have to be in the office. You can do it anywhere, yeah. like you said. You can do it from anywhere. But the hesitancy though is from those who, you see, we are seduced by being called the boss. Yes, sir. So if I'm a mid manager right, of, of a place, right, I, I like the idea of me having my office and all my employees out there, I can look at them, right? Yes, sir. I like having the idea that I can boss them around. Yes, sir. I like having the power to say to them, you're late. Yes, sir. You, you, you're late. Yes, sir. Yes, so yes, because sir. you work all your life to get to that place where you are bossing people. Yes, sir. But the point I, I, I think if you want to really, it's if COVID has made, uh, and made us aware, even in the government sector, that you can be as given assignment. This is your job. The good manager now finds a way to ensure that uh, the, 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 the work is coming in, yes, that it is proper. All I should be concerned about is, are you doing the work? Produce yourself. Uh, you know, are you producing? Yes, yeah, sir. Hey, I, you don't have to produce. If you're going to produce in, in, in your night, night, I don't care. Exactly. But you produce. And, but and, you and, produce. And that's, the, that's, the same you know. uh, that's the same perspective I have with so many things, right? It's like we focus so much on the nitty gritty and stuff and, and so much on uh, emotional things that feed our emotions, like our right, ego right. and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you could be feeding your ego and producing way inferior results. Yes. Let's produce some great results. Let's get yes. the work done. Let's be productive. Let's push it forward. And, and, and that's what's happening. So when we talk about the impact of COVID on the German economy, yes, yeah, I'm going to say that our economy suffered greatly. And it, it suffered greatly because we were not equipped, eh? uh, either in, uh, both infrastructurally yes, sir. and with the managerial ideas to say, how do we run this company uh, uh, without being physically together? Yes, right. How do we do this? And, and, and or, or how do we manage our 
educational system? How do we have school, right? Without the, the, the children being in the classroom. You know, I think we've gone to the point now where COVID has given us an opportunity where we ought to intentionally uh, uh, structure our educational system, intentionally, because in the long run, uh, it's going to reduce the cost. Yes, sir. Because teachers are expensive. Yes, sir. Right? Uh, it, 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 it does not no longer mandate that the government invest millions of dollars in schools. Yes, right? We can uh, repurpose and refurbish and, and maintain the ones we do have and still educate probably twice as many students. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Just by doing it differently. Yeah, so it's, redu it's reducing the expenses and increasing your productivity. Right, right. So just develop this system to make it happen. So even though I think in, the, in, in this year, uh, businesses have suffered greatly, uh, my underlying lesson from it is, I think it puts us in a position where um, we can now be creative and not have to go back to the old system. Yes, sir. And we can make more money Right, with less overhead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. Uh, the opportunity is there. Yes. Sir. Now, whether we take advantage of it, <laughs> but some people will. Yes, sir. Right. And even like I tell you, uh, uh, and I don't know why you see like a grocery store and places like uh, Davos and those kinds of places. Right. If I were them, I would develop an online platform that allows. Because now, when I capture you, if you if I capture you as a customer, yes, sir. And, and you send me your order to them, I got you, you know. Yes, sir. Right? And you may not want to drive from Stevenson to Georgetown. Yes, sir. But if I if I have this so developed that even if they do drive and when they come, they pick it up, they don't have to, you know, money, I just give them a package. People will pay you, for that convenience. It's already paid for. You pay for it, I put a package in. As I said, even if you drive to Georgetown, you only have to go and stand in the line. Yes, sir. Or if you don't want to, I, I, I can have a daily run to the west. I drop yours off, but I drop other people. So I'm developing now a, 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 a market, a loyalty market. Yes, sir. Right? Well, listen, if, you, if people can go for me, I can sit and work, and I got to worry about wasting my time. Doing this and doing that. Exactly. It, it, it's crazy, right? Because there's something in marketing called positioning, right? And what it really is is how you fit on, on top of someone's mind, right? right? So, for example, if I think an e commerce platform uh, for buying something, I'm probably thinking Amazon. If I think right. a dark soda, I'm probably thinking Coke. Right. It's the reason you think of those things, yeah. right? Because they have developed brand loyalty with you. Which you're talking about right there is a great business principle. People focus so much on the short term that they don't think think of things they could do that could add value to their customer experience and be able to give them benefits in the long term. So that's that's it's all about adding value, you know. It's all about adding value. And when you add value, the mind the mind is a funny thing. Then price becomes secondary. Exactly. Absolutely, price becomes secondary. For sure. Do you know the amount of money people pay for certain things that they they say I, I, I do the, oh, I go this place? Any because it's the cheapest, right? They become loyal to it, right? And that's what they think about when they think about product or whatever. And so they just buy it. That's it. I that's buy Welch's grape juice because that's what my wife wants. Right? That's it. Right? And if you think about it, it's the most expensive grape yeah, juice. So, I, don't you know get it. The, I don't know if it's the best. But you can get it. I get it anyway. Yeah, and I what what eight? But price gain a factor. No, sir. You don't think of that because you think of the value and you think right. of what it really does for you. Right, right. I, I, I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. Mr. Roll, this has been an excellent discussion. I know you're a very busy man, so I really appreciate you for giving me this time. Uh, if there's anything and, else you want to... I'm sorry for just, uh, you know, you know uh, just spewing forth all of these things. Uh, you, you know, I don't know if I, 
I said all of your questions. Sir, <laughs> sir you answered everything. Yeah. This was even greater than I thought it would be. You provided a lot of value. And I think when our viewers are able to tune in to talk in business and really listen to this, they'll hear a lot of business principles. A lot of them are really direct with certain stuff and then right. underlying principles you can get. And let's just let's just be frank. A lot of these business principles, they can be transferred into your life of and how course. you go about everything. Right. So even if you're not a business owner, you can be able to gain value from this. Right. And if you're an Exomian, you'll gain a lot of value from hearing about these things and probably even find an idea that you can tap into right. to provide value to the marketplace. All right. Well, let me conclude this, you after this, you know, so we need to be able to be engaged. We need to find a way to get Exumians to become engaged. Yes, sir. We are, we are too disconnected from the decisions that are being made that's impacting our lives. Yes, sir. Uh, um, like, for instance, um, there has to be some kind of outcry about the services that we're getting, whether it's the internet and, 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 and one of these days, you know, you know how, how did that, I'm going to talk about infrastructure development. Yes, right? sir. Yes, sir. I, 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 I love that. We, we, we deserve better. Yes, sir. Uh, we need to be, find a way to hold our utility companies, like the BPL, for instance, and the, and the service that they give. But no one, like, we, we don't have a voice, like, we're not complaining, right? We, I almost use a word, but right? we complain about ourselves, yes, right? Yes, sir. Uh, without, without, Really, um, saying let's hold them accountable. Exactly. Right. I mean, we have a cadre of BPL employees. Like, from a management point of view, are they? Are, do they have a system of maintenance so that when the weather is good and all this stuff, in preparations? I drive sometimes, and I've seen, uh, I've seen poles that have been compromised from the last, uh, from the last store. Still compromised to this day. That's probably been a while. Right. right. So, well, you know, so I like they put the thing. But my thing is. Um, and, 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 I, and there are areas where there's still trees that if we have a little bit of wind through for and now it cause all of us to be out of service. Why not do preventive maintenance? Right, right, right. When these are things that should, like, like that should be on the thing, right? And if they do have a system, explain it to us because at the end of the day, we are paying for this. Yes, sir. It ain't free. Yes, sir. Right? So I think as exhumers, we need to find a way to get involved in something, in some entity. Yes, sir. I'm inviting you, like, I'm going to encourage you. Be a part of the chamber. I right? will join yes, the sir. chamber. Um, I tell people all the time that we've been on, on shows and, and what have you. The chamber is not about making money as a chamber. We it is not that we have a lot of money. We don't have money like that, right? Uh, our fees are minimal. Right? Like for you, for instance, to be, I think it's two hundred dollars a year, mm, and we give that's you great. and we give you the option. If you don't have the two hundred, you you won't pay fifty dollars a quarter. That's fine. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. So, so, so it's it's. Our thing is, we just want to make sure that we become engaged, and we have voices, and we have people who are prepared to go on the on the limb. Because our group that runs the chamber is really really small. Yes, sir. If we have an event, we can fill up the room in silos. People will come, but that's the only time we see them. Yes, sir. They're not engaged. They don't voice their opinion. Right? We have a Bike that's leaving Exuma, right? There is no way in the world that Exuma as an economy, right? You can't say that we want to attract businesses, we want to attract fraud, we want to attract all of these things to Exuma. We can't attract them with one bike. Exactly. And with a bike whose interest, which is why I bike, and I'm saying this publicly, whose interest is not the development of small person. Royal Bank has no interest in appealing to the construction worker. Yes, I mean? Yes, sir. And all that. With they or order love the small person, right? Uh, their business model is really focused on on the 
larger commercial and, and the larger investors. Yes, sir. So what happens to the majority of people on the island then? Right? How do they get their banking needs done? Right? Like, right? How do we pause the government right, to incentivize a local bank? And I, and I think the days of having foreign banks come here are over. Yes, sir. Right? We ought to have a, 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 a what's the name of bank? Commonwealth Bank. Yes, sir. Or, or even a, uh, whatever, Fidelity or something. Make it local. Yes, sir. Right? And, and incentivize them to come. Give them consideration. Right? Give them that consideration for the business they're doing and so much to incentivize them to be here. Yes, sir. Because when Royal Bank and, and all the other foreign banks come, every single year, right, they are given tax consideration right, for being in the Bahamas. Yes, sir. Not only do we give them tax consideration, the government puts all this money in Royal Bank. Right? It's the government bank. It's stupid right, that we got to incentivize them but not our own. But not our own. Illogical. Illogical. So those are discussions we can have the next time. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. I can't wait to have the Mr. Rowe. This has been a great, 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 great discussion. Like, like I really sure. appreciate you for this, sir.